Hey guys, welcome back to The V-List. I'm B. You guys know me. Um, I have a very special guest here this week. Um, I've talked about his show several times on here, so you guys are familiar with that. If you're not, then you're probably just a hater at this point because it's one of the best <laughs> shows currently on Bravo, and I talk about it all the time. So you've had plenty of time to catch up. It's Summerhouse Martha's Vineyard. The guest is Preston Mitchum. Hi, hi Preston. Hey, B. What's going on? Nothing much. Um, we have been in contact a bit because we follow each other on social for a while now. And then it's funny because I reached out to you a while ago when the show first started airing and you were like, oh, my, is it your fiance or is it your your boyfriend? I'm sorry. I don't want to. Boyfriend, it... eventually fiance. That's okay. The that's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you said that he already followed me too. So that I was like, oh, the more the merrier. It's great. It all worked out. Um, I, I love that story, actually, because he's the one who told me about you. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I hope like, it was good stuff. Yeah. Oh, all good things. Well, one thing he kept saying is he was like, be as hilarious. Like, I don't know if you follow this person, but make sure to follow them. So I'm like, okay. And then <laughs> I, I got to admit, I, I was hooked pretty immediately. So I it, love it, it. So it was great to then follow you. Um, Speaking of him, so because we're, we're going to talk about BravoCon and all that stuff, and I'm going to get all of your takes and everything like that and all that stuff but just saying like because he was there with you at BravoCon, right he was yeah and i was just like you know obviously like this is i'll get right into it but like bravo is obviously like it's a platform where a good portion of like the following and like the, the people that follow all these shows and the whole culture a lot of them are gays or people that are in the lgbtq community and we don't necessarily see like that much representation on the screen so it was really nice to see you guys backstage doing your thing especially also being um brown you know what i mean so like that's just i love seeing it you know what i mean uh, i do too i you know i hope bravo <laughs> is never upset with me for how much i i lovingly criticize us but the truth of the matter is i you know i mean the reality is this you know i don't know many people who watch bravo other than women and gays and so <laughs> maybe 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 that's the majority of the country yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah, yeah. But the truth of the matter is that that's just it. Like most of my friends who are black and queer, especially watch Bravo all the time. Even my yeah. white friends watch Bravo all the time. So it's just very fascinating to me that I don't see a lot of those mirrored images on, on a lot of the shows. I mean, in fact, I talked about this during the pride panel at, on, on one of the those live stages okay. is that you know, I have never seen anyone who looked like me on Bravo as a full-time recurring cast member. And as much as that excites me, I'm the type of gay that does not like to be the only one. Right? Yeah. The, no, the, uh, yeah. No shade. There are some of us who do. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but for me, it's never been comforting or comfortable to be the only one. And so I really do hope that we can use this as like a leverage for for Bravo and, produ and production companies to see that there are many of us who have many great stories to tell. I fully agree with that. But, you know, sometimes you have to be the first one and, and you guys are doing it really well because Summer House, like I said, well, first off, everybody that listens to this podcast knows I talk about now there's two different Summer Houses, right? There's the original one. I call it plain Summer House and then a spicy Summer House, which is yours. <laughs> <laughs> so and I call Bria Spicy Page. Um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um P.S. By the way, there was a panel. This is totally, but I created the term bed sore girls off of the original. Have you heard that term? Yes, I have. I created that. I pinned that. And then someone at BravoCon was saying that they created it, that they pinned it. So I just wanted to put that out there in the universe again, but that happens, you know. Um, but what was I saying? No, you guys are just like, you, 
blowing it out of the water already better than the original and my i mean I'm, i like the regular summer house too but the plain summer house but you guys are doing a great job yeah, I must admit, right, like, I, I really also love the original Summer House, but we get that comment a lot, and I love it, because it doesn't necessarily feel like shade against the original. No. It really feels like, like, um, just a way to compliment us, right, and, and, and obviously, the thing that we're the spinoff of is the greatest comparison, so yeah. I really, really appreciate that. Um, So, first things first, you guys got robbed at the Bravos. Agreed, and I will tell <laughs> anyone who asks. <laughs> I was sitting there with bated breath and I was like, wait, nothing. You should have you should have actually seen the the faces of all five of us who were there because <laughs> like it's not it's not that we didn't expect it, right? Like to yeah. be very clear, Bravo is a heavily dominated Housewives franchise yeah. and we get that and we expect it. We expect it to not win. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, I know how much people have really talked positively about our show. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was, it's, I must admit, it was a little disappointing, though we though we didn't expect to win. It's okay. You guys will be the Susan Lucci's of the Bravos. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. That's not a read. No, but, for real. <laughs> no, there's a fervor around Summer House, Martha's Vineyard, Spicy Summer House, that kind of reminds me of the early days of Potomac, when you know that like the real funny people online following it and talking about it and it feels right you don't want it to be too much too fast so i feel like we're onto something um and i know some people who work on the ground um in production that said this upcoming season can be really great but we're going to get into all that um first things first i want to talk about something not bravo related um justin timberlake timberland they're both having their reckoning have you been following any of this i have been i sure have been <laughs> any thoughts um, I mean, I don't know what the hell Timbaland is talking about. To be said, by and the way, everybody, if you're not caught up, Timbaland said, I think just this week, right? He said he was on stage at some speech. Well, who's paying Timbaland to give speeches? Well, I don't know. But he said, <laughs> he said something like Justin Timberlake should have put a muzzle on Britney because of her memoir talking about her life. First off. The comment in and of itself is completely anti-woman. It's just like so, I can't believe he would ever fix his mouth to get on stage. And the thing is, I think people are so used to Britney being shit on for so many years that they don't realize that there's an army behind this girl. Yeah, I. so let me tell you, I... <laughs> Oh, when back in the day when I was a white teenage girl, uh, <laughs> I <laughs> was in, <laughs> infatuated with Britney Spears. Like I, what's I your album? I remember, huh? What's your album? Oh, you know what's funny? So I would actually have to give it to In the Zone, but based. <laughs> yeah, look, but I, but I think for the for the for a long time, like my song of every summer was drive was you drive me crazy. Like it was just yeah. To be honest, I I love Baby One More Time, but I think when I realized the power of Britney, like just how incredible she was, was when I saw her and Melissa Joan Hart getting ready with this nerdy waitress look mm -hmm. and the glasses all like that. That is the, the making the video. Yes. That? Yeah. <laughs> like that is the moment I remember. And so I honestly I've been in love with Britney Spears for so long. And I've I've tweeted about this for quite a while. As, and I think it's maybe my attorney side, but I get so exhausted with just like how much people did not realize that how wrong to Britney was by yeah. a lot of family members. And so like I get it, right? Like now we see her having a good time. We see what seems like 
not the most, I'm just going to say, like mentally, quote unquote, mentally stable. Mm -hmm. But I think like mm -hmm. Britney is so disconnected from the world that everything she is doing feels so normal to me. And I think what feels so normal to anyone who has actually like had a tie legally yeah. <laughs> to someone else for so long. So that's just my rant. But I will yeah. say like, I don't know what the hell Timbaland is talking about. Neither like, do. Neither, neither yeah. does he because he already apologized. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Already, I it's saw like it on the, the... The purpose of a memoir is to tell your life, right? Yeah. It is yeah. to talk about the things that you've experienced. Not do favors to men that have wronged you. Like... Yeah. The reality is we all know Justin Timberlake is a shitty is a shitty human. Like that yeah. is just I mm -hmm. think over time you just know that about JT. And so like she's telling exactly what we all know, just more intimately, what we wanted to know for a long time. Yeah. You know, um, the shade room actually, which is like the darkest place, one of the darkest corners of the fucking internet. Don't even I don't even know why I follow it. I <laughs> mental note. When we're done with here, I need to go block them. Ooh, but I, some, I blocked them months ago, so I get it. <laughs> <laughs> they they're so anyways, that's a whole other conversation. But like they posted, you know, that he apologized, that Timberland apologized for making that muzzle comment. And then of course everyone in the comments is like, I'm so sick of people apologizing all the time. I'm like, I have to get the fuck out of here. Cause yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They make me want to fight. No, Britney quite literally bothers no one. And yeah. I that's why yeah. I'm always confused on how anyone has smoked for her because she just lives her life to mm -hmm. the extent possible. And people always treat her in such a horrible manner that I'm surprised that she still keeps her sweet image. Like, I, I'm surprised that she's still a kind person because I yeah. would have lost it by now. Yeah. Um. I wanted to go over the first thing on my list that we were talking about. What I do is when we talk about our list, by the way, that we that I talked to you about before. Um, I sprinkled them out throughout the uh, the, uh, the episode. So actually this was the next note of what's going on right now, but this is the first thing on my list that I love this week is that last night's election results, whether it be Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, Democrats had huge wins for individual liberties. Republicans had huge losses. You live in DC, right? Yeah. I live in DC, but I'm okay. an Ohioan. Okay. Um, that's the, that's the number one, that's the number one thing on my list right now. Um, the Democrats ate up the Republicans and, um, they kept the, what the state Senate in Pennsylvania and Ohio, all that, all of that stuff. I love it. Yeah. And then also in Virginia flipped the state house. One of mm -hmm. my really good friends, uh, Roja Henson is now uh delegate elect Roja Henson. He's actually the first black gay man. Yes win a state house seat in the state of Virginia. So really, really, really proud of him. I will say that it's important. Pennsylvania got, was what Philly got their first uh, black female black, mayor. Yeah, mayor. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, yeah, I saw that as well. I mean, it's really exciting. I mean, you may know my background is politics and policy. So like, mm -hmm. I, I, it's just a thing I love. It's what my consulting firm is, mm -hmm. is about. Um, but I will say also, I, I always talk about being an Ohioan because Ohio is such a very interesting very interesting state. I mean, it's never yeah. ever blue, but it always has shades of somewhat red and then purple, especially. But, you know, I think last night was a prime example of like, right, like, you know, it overwhelmingly passed by 55% of the vote yeah. enshrining the right to abortion in the state's constitution. Right now, um, you know, marijuana use is legal starting yeah. in a few weeks. Um, and what, what's even fascinating, I was looking at exit polls and the highest demographic that actually supported enshrining uh, abortion rights were black men. Oh. <laughs> and 
Okay, and see, I yet, love it. I love that. Yet, see, and that is rare. Now, I have some probably spicy opinions about why that may be, but <laughs> but it's just it was just so fascinating to me to see Abe's black men supported that that ballot eighty seven percent. Yeah, that's and, really really awesome because I mean, so typically I feel like every election, no matter what, I mean, usually even in national elections it's usually always black women saving all of our asses yeah and carrying all of us to the finish line but it's nice yeah. to see yeah. yeah and black women were number two but mm-hmm. i think like you know i i think it shocked i was talking to a lot of my my, my black women colleagues today and i think we were all kind of like scr- like scratching the surface to figure out what was <laughs> going on <laughs> but i'm not complaining right exactly i love I, it uh, i said i'm gonna save my comments because all i know is it helped <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Listen, maybe Timberland's from Virginia. Maybe he's one of those men. <laughs> so who knows? Facts. <laughs> um, not too much on Timberland. No. Right. Um, <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you what the first thing of on your list this week is. Ooh, this honestly resting from BravoCon. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that is recovering. Yeah, it's still in recovery mode. Absolutely. From everybody that I talked to that was there, um, Rachel Fuda said she's recovering. Everybody's just like, it's kind of like a hangover in and of itself. I've been to BravoCon the past two ones because Bravo will always send me, you know, I was supposed to do a panel last year, but we'll see in the future if I'm supposed to do one. Um, But I didn't go this year. I skipped and I'm kind of glad I did. Even if you don't even drink, it still feels like you're hungover. You know what I mean? No, seriously. Like, even even though I definitely drank, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so I had the, I had the dual hangover feeling. I think it's just being surrounded by that many people and that much um um what's a stimulus. You know what I mean? I it's do. Just like, it's exhausting. It it is exhausting, and I think what is really exhausting is just how exciting <laughs> it is too, and how excited everyone is to see each other. Yeah. Um, which actually leads me into my second thing on my list this week. You might have some thoughts, or maybe you can't have thoughts. I don't know. They're getting Ramona Singer up out of our faces. Um, so last week on this podcast, um, literally on the last one, literally like an hour before, because it was, do you know Evan Real from Page Six? Did he introduce I do, So I, I know of, but I haven't had the pleasure. You should meet him. I should somehow get that introduction going. He was on last week. He's a dear friend. He loves Britney Spears. So you guys would have tons to talk about. Yeah. Um <laughs> But he's great. But we were just talking because Page Six had just dropped the first thing about her um, her text messages to Page Six reporter using the N-word and all that, you know, all that mess. Oh, mm-hmm. But then literally like hours later, after we got off the podcast, it was announced that she would be ousted from the BravoCon lineup. They getting that woman out of our faces. Yeah. I love it. Listen. Yeah, listen, I am never going to mince my words about what I think about racism. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I I can't care about the platform, right? Because I'm a black man and that is, that matters more to me than anything else. And I yeah. think, and, and the truth of the matter is other Bravo celebrities who are black women in particular have definitely spoken out about their experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Specifically Ramona. with her specifically with Ramona. And so like, it's, you know, I mean, the, you know, the, the problem is right. Her, her anti-black racism in particular is not a new thing, right? Like yeah. it's been something that has been happening for a while. And a transparent note is I am friends with Ebony K. Williams. Um, okay. like like she, she's an Alpha Cap Alpha sorority. I'm an Alpha Phi Alpha brother. And so like mm-hmm. you know, it's and we're both lawyers, right? Like yeah. <laughs> we, we know each other. And so, you know, I I, I you know, and, and frankly, she's never even shared anything related to that. So on one thing, I'm really now, proud did of you know her before? Bravo, I or did. did you? Okay, that's great. I, did. Okay. I mean, and so like I, I am just saying, I'm really proud of like 
her speaking up because I think many people know there is a danger that comes with being vocal. Um, all of us know that. I, I as a loud mouth person, I know that very well. And so, um, you know, I mean, Ramona is just an example of someone who's problematic that I'm grateful that they got up out of here. But mm-hmm. um, at the same time, must admit that it's probably it's probably late too. Right? It's also because, late, yeah. You know, these Listen, rumors have been flying around for years. This is I'm not just a, glad it happened. Um, exactly. He may exactly. not come when you want him, but he's always on time. Amen. <laughs> Look at God. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? One more thing about Ebony K. Williams. You know, the thing about her is she's not my favorite housewife, but that's neither here nor there. Because when you have the conversation about Ebony K. Williams with so many people um, in kind of like the Bravo sphere or that watch these shows, their first thing is, well, she ruined Brony. I'm like, fuck the show. Like, mm-hmm. that we're not talking about a show right now. We're talking about racism. Like, the show could end tomorrow, but the fact would remain that, like, we're talking about something much deeper than storyline do you know what i mean or like seasonal ratings and i also think people have to realize too that like ebony was the first black woman on new york just new york's franchise right Mm -hmm. yeah so i think like part of i think people lovingly I, i really say this lovingly i think people aren't being honest about what they want sometimes on tv in terms of the word reality yeah because what what you know what ebony brought was very different than than what bravo ever had and while and so i understand when people are like "Mm, not my type of girl right like not my type of housewife yeah and at the same time acknowledge like what she was talking about was just her experiences right at the time and yeah you know maybe that's not true today um yeah but i think for her in particular I'll be honest, I felt for her when I was watching the episodes because I'm just like, wow, like I couldn't personally imagine my first time on such a huge network, having such a huge platform, being surrounded by people who some may not be the most friendly to people of color. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just I, I couldn't yeah. imagine being my first experience on on national television. Um, and so many ways I just I felt for her, but I also understand right, like the nature of reality TV is you like certain people, you don't like other people, right? That's just, yeah. that's just the reality of it. Yeah. Um, I think what I was just thinking of is, um, you know, something interesting with Ebony, and this also happened with Garcelle, and it was something that they were kind of doing at a certain point. Um, I don't know. It was, um, it was, I think it was like the, the bridge between 2020 and 2021, but they had announced ahead of time before they had even began filming the season, Ebony K. Williams, first black housewife of Roni, like, like press releases. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did the same thing for Garcelle on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I wonder how you think about that, what, how you feel about that, because that's not really something that would ever happen with any other housewife. Like they would never be like Sutton joins. I'm just using her as an example, but do you know what I mean? Like, why yeah. does it need to be an announcement? Why can't Ebony just be yeah. I'm, on you know, her I'm, own? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm always conflicted about the first because I think, or at least like celebrating it, right? Because I do think it it, it can be something to celebrate, right? But I also think it exposes uh, a, a greater injustice, yeah. right? So if you're saying the first about something 13 seasons in, it's like, what I'm actually thinking about is not yay. I'm thinking about, well, why the hell did it take y'all 13 <laughs> seasons, right? Yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah. Just, that's just usually what I'm thinking about. Uh-huh. Um but I do think it actually sets people up for failure sometimes, that's right? That's what I was. That's what I was kind of getting at. Yeah, I feel like it, it's because it actually tells a story before they get a chance to tell their story. Yeah, and also the I, the, I know how these kind of shows work. Typically, typically, I don't, don't claim to have like full. You know what I mean? But you know, as I understand it, most people sign a contract and then they film some stuff, and then it 
they become a housewife or, but nobody really signs on originally to be a housewife. Right. Sometimes people end up being friend of, if they don't have the story. Um, And it seemed kind of like, like you said, setting her up to fail. So that's kind of, yeah. 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 Like a big, big kind of crown to carry. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Because also it also, I, I also believe that unfortunately what it could do is it expects you to represent that community mm-hmm. that you may not have ever claimed to represent. Yeah. Um, right. Like even for our show, there were many people I remember distinctly, um, you know, who were just like, oh, these don't remind me of any of my friends. Right. Which is, I think, a valid response. Right. Because maybe we don't. Mm-hmm. And yeah. on the flip side, there were many people who were like, these remind me exactly of my friends. Annoying, beautiful, cute. Yeah annoying again right and so i think but i think when you set that out as something it unfortunately can already expose this idea that it's like if this person doesn't resonate with me then they're not you know resident of anyone in the community which i think can also be another it can yeah. be for failing well let's get into it let's get into summer house martha's vineyard and why it does work i mean like i said uh i did watch the summer house the regular plain summer house <laughs> <laughs> originally which i which i love like it's great yeah. but this kind of took it to another level because i feel like these people when i talk about summer house martha's vineyard i think the reason it works for me is because it feels like um a group of people who never intended to be on reality tv like i feel like some maybe bria like i feel like bria would probably be the kind of girl to be like right that's not a read like i think Bria. No. i love spicy page um Look, I told someone, I mean, listen, they I was surprised by a spy clip that was revealed mm-hmm. <laughs> during BravoCon. Oh, the crab uh, and the crab. I wasn't, yeah, I mean, listen, I wasn't surprised <laughs> at myself because I know what happened that night. Yeah, yeah. I think I was just surprised because I was like, oh, I didn't know this was being played. But what I also share with an interviewer previously was Bri and I, we we have our moments. Like Bri and I, we 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 have tough moments. Yeah. Um, but Bria is reality TV gold, right? Yes. Like, like that girl okay. or not, whatever the opinion is or not, like the one thing I always will defend Bria in is that that woman is reality TV gold. And and, and it's just, and she's necessary. Yes, absolutely. I think everybody on the show, there's not anybody that I would even take off. Even Shanice, um, I just like, I said even Shanice, but like, just like, <laughs> even though she only comes in on the weekends, she's like a, a necessary kind of chaos agent. She comes in for two days, stirs up the entire pot, and then leaves. It's mm-hmm. kind of amazing. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, well, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. So first off, I want to start at the beginning of Summer House Martha's Vineyard, right? You're living in D.C. at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um. How did the show find you or did you find the show? How did that kind of come about? The show found me. And I always hate, I can't, I can't lie. I hate telling the story sometimes because I know there are people who really try their hardest to be on reality TV yeah. shows. Um, and it kind of just fell in my lap, if I'm being that's, honest. Of course, that's how it should to, work, I think, though. It I should agree. be people that aren't yeah. looking for it. That's when yeah, you find you know it. what? I, you know what? I agree. I actually do agree with that. So how it happened, we were on the vineyard um, a couple of years back and a few of us who were actually on the show still or mm-hmm. who on the show, first season, at least especially, we were going to an all white party and because uh-huh. 
for some reason, black folks love all white parties. And, uh, <laughs> we were dressing on all white and we were posting pictures on the gram. Mm -hmm. And honestly, one of Jordan's friends slash connections is the one who made the initial introduction and kind of foray into this world. Okay. And that's really how it happened after that. Like one thing led to the other, being connected to casting folks and you know, we were interviewing after that and really figuring that. out who made sense, who didn't make sense. Um, and that's really how it happened. So like, I I really give a lot. Of, I mean, Jordan is my girl and I think everyone knows that, but I always give a lot of love to her because I don't think she tells her story enough about this. Like, She started it. Yeah, like she, I mean, she she was at a, out of the cast. She was really the... The, per the catalyst, I think, for 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 it being fully possible for a lot of us. Yeah, okay. I love that. I mean, I can see that. She's kind of got a natural connection to you and the women as well, the other women. So yeah. um, I was going to say, oh, I've, ta I've talked about this before on this podcast before, but I was reached out to by someone for a production from the Plain Summer House. And at the time, your show didn't exist. Mm -hmm. um and i don't know maybe it was maybe i don't know maybe they were casting but i don't know but um i was told it was just for summer house um but that never kind of came to any came of anything and i'm not interested but had i known that martha's vineyard was happening and they've reached out to me that's the house that i would want to be in right. <laughs> i want to be in martha's vineyard house also it looks nicer too it was a beautiful home. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I like, I think particularly as someone who's gone to the vineyard several times, like I've yeah. been staying in a home that was that fab yeah. and it was, it was everything. <laughs> um, did you enjoy the filming process? I did enjoy the filming process. You know, <clears throat> pardon me. It's, it's very interesting because I, as someone who obviously has not been right on reality TV, but has mm -hmm. had friends on reality TV shows. I don't think there was any amount of, support they could have given me that would have yeah right. yeah um, yeah there's not really a, a manual yeah because no matter what they share with me I was like oh when I went in I was like why didn't they tell me this knowing full and well they probably did um, <laughs> but I enjoyed the filming process if for no other reason that you are yourself right yeah. or at least whatever version you were presenting that day meaning like you know some days you have a good day some days you have a bad day and that's just real yeah, I, I, and I just really appreciated the fact that, you know, I was just like, I, all of me is going to be exposed, the good, the bad, the ugly, right? All of it is this, you know, you just get to be yourself. Now, of course, you know, we're never going to lie, right? There's naturally editing, there's naturally yeah. producing to make a show. Um, But I'm just grateful that in my experience, based on the first season, I really believe that what you saw was what you got. Yeah. Um, right. Like, you know, they're, of course, natural edit. Like, again, like they're <laughs> clearly yeah. behind my voice when I was talking about Black Xmas, there wasn't like an organ. Right. In real yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think that's what I appreciated about it. So it's like a mirror in many ways. And sometimes uh -huh. with a mirror, it exposes you how you wake up in the morning. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Other times it exposes you when you're getting ready for a gala. Right. And so that that's what I appreciated about it. What's interesting for your show is that it's filmed over a period, what, like two weeks? Is like it two weeks? weeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was that the same? Can you talk about the summer? Are you a lot like, or was it the same two well, weeks? Yeah, mo most of it was the same, though. Thankfully, we did. I think the, I think viewers will be really excited that we do get um, a chance to go out to the vineyard a lot more this summer. Okay. Yeah. Cause you so, are in a different town kind of technically, right? What is it called? Um, yeah. So we, so technically speaking, like you are in between like Edgartown and Oak Bluffs. Okay. Um, but I think people, viewers, we will, will be able to experience a lot more Oak Bluffs this summer. Awesome. Um, or from us being there this past summer, I should say. 
Um, and it was a really good opportunity, right? Like, especially as someone, again, who's gone to the vineyard a lot, you know, one thing that I think admittedly we were missing was more opportunities to be outside of the house. Like it is summer house, right? But I think, yeah. the, you know, after the colon, it's Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. I think viewers definitely wanted to see a little bit more of the vineyard, particularly when it was more people there. And I think they'll be pleasantly surprised with that this coming time. How do you, do you feel better about the, the process or I guess... How do you feel about the, the newest season after leaving? Like, do you feel like you it's going to be just like a completely different show or do you feel like it's going to be more of the same, but just like those added kind of perks? Oh, B, that's such a good question because I don't know. Like, I, Yeah, it's okay. kind of impossible until you see it, well, right? Well, well, let me tell you this though, right? So like the first season, I, you know, none of us kind of know how we're going to act, right? Like it's just, mm -hmm. you're responding yeah. to moments. And so, um. You, you just don't know, right? You don't know what questions are going to come up. You don't know what friends are going to beef with over the side. Like, you just don't know. Um, you don't know what friendships are going to blossom. Yeah. So I think, I don't know if I would, I don't know if I believed I was going to play the voice of reason last summer. Like, I just don't, <laughs> I really don't think that that I, that I thought I was walking in that way, right? It like, sounds like that might change this summer. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, let me say this. I really believe I'm a kind person. Like I genuinely, like I try my hardest to always be a kind person, always be a patient person. Mm -hmm. um, and at the same time, I know I'm opinionated. I know I have a lot of thoughts about many things. Um, and I know that you're not just going to get away with saying whatever you want to to me. Like, the, okay, so, the, but those so, are the things okay. that I think people did not see. Okay, yeah. So we're going to see some fights this season. Okay, got well, it. <laughs> you, will, you will definitely see some disagreements from me this season. And I think okay. for no other reason, um, because there were disagreements that came up in our real life. Yeah. But I think it spilled over, right, to filming. Oh, because, got it. So maybe stuff so, that necessarily didn't happen during the summer, but kind of. That, that you clearly see exposed during the summer right okay got it um yeah. you know because i i i think for me one thing that i talked about in an interview with gibson johns from in the know is love that him. he's been on here know, before yeah like i love, love Gibson. Him. one of the things that he and i were talking about was you know i think you know people sometimes people only think about what happens when you film but the reality is is what happens when you don't film right what happens when right. you're cameras i think relationships shift and change i think sometimes you are happy for people let's be clear sometimes you're jealous of people and it's just multiple <laughs> things that are happening in people's lives that i think and people are watching the show back too and yeah. kind of seeing how the audience re reacts to them yeah and, yeah. yeah i mean I, I and so like i don't know i mean i will say i think second season if i'm being very honest I think you're going to get more of me. And by that, I mean like more of my actual personality. Yeah. And maybe you'll love it, maybe you'll hate it. But I think that part of it is the, I think this season you're going to get the the holistic version of me. That's going to mean you're going to get a spicy side. You're going to get an emotional side. You're going to get like all the things because that, and, and if I'm being honest, and I don't want to spoil too much, but I said this publicly mm -hmm. and I know some reality blogs picked it up. My father passed away a week before we started filming. Oh, I'm sorry. So I no. think thank you. And so I, I, <clears throat> so it was just a lot. I was <clears throat> admittedly already on edge. Yeah. 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 It was, there was already so many things happening that all of my cast members knew. And I think some of them respected it less than others. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Spicy summer house though. So <laughs> well, that's what it, it is. Yeah. I think it continues that. <laughs> yeah, it continues. Um, speaking of get people getting to know you more, right. Um, I think summer house as kind of like a franchise um, is such an interesting thing, right? I never, I never imagined that they would 
do Martha's Vineyard. I mean, it just came out came out of nowhere, right? People were like, oh, and then it's just kind of like um also just Martha's Vineyard is a as a as a place, I think it's kind of like the same morphic idea. People think that they know, but then they see an all black cast and they don't know about the black history of Martha's Vineyard. Mm-hmm. So it's a really great opportunity to like not just necessarily do the Hamptons and places that everyone kind of already understands, but maybe kind of teach people about all these different vacation locales, right? Um, one thing I think would be amazing is like if they did another summer house, they definitely should do close on the Cape, um, summer house Provincetown. That would be something. Have you been to Provincetown? I have been. Yep. Yep. Okay. Town. Yep. Spin off. Here we go. Listen, everyone is all. We've always been doing this. Like, all right, y'all. Let's make sure <laughs> we do like a uh, P town. Like, I mean, no. But seriously, I I think I'm always thinking about what's next, right? Because we do a P town one. That's where all the gays coming out. So I just need, yeah. <laughs> and it could just be an all gay one. Right, exactly. <laughs> we need something. Just as long as I can be like the head bitch in charge for an episode, like. Yes. <laughs> Until the wheels fall off the wagon. <laughs> and then <laughs> I want to ask some questions about your housemates. Okay. So um, so just some real quick, like uh just quick answers. Who do you think is the most chaotic? I guess as it stands right now. Most chaotic house housemate. Oh, by chaotic. You know, I'm not even gonna ask any questions. <laughs> I think the most chaotic housemate is Shanice. Okay. Um, and I actually say that in a way that's not like messy, right? Like I Yeah, think- no, she's fun. I mean, yeah. she's like I say we that went- in like a endearing sense. Like yeah, like I said, she's we- Hurricane Shanice comes in exactly. on the weekend. We went to Jamaica <laughs> and when I tell you it was I'm <laughs> because Shanice is that is just Shanice. Shanice would just go into a club being like, Hey, can we get a table? <laughs> like she is she's so yeah. like she's bubbly and fun enough that like people are like, I I yes, sure. <laughs> is she on the new season? Are you allowed to say? I don't know. Well, I guess I will. Well, that clip showed her face. So, yes, I will. Say okay. That. <laughs> the clip. With the clip. Okay, cool, cool. Good. Good. We need her. Um, Who's the easiest housemate to kind of like live with in film? With? Um, For me, the easiest housemate to live with is Jordan. Okay. Yeah. And you're closest with her, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, If you had to pick somebody from Plain Summer House to visit Spicy Summer House, who would it be? Oh my god. To come stay for the summer. Who do you think would be the best fit? I think I know. I think I have an idea, but I want to see if you So honestly, I think for a variety of reasons, this can be good and bad. I think Danielle. I was just gonna say her. Yeah. And she has a relationship with um Jordan, anyways. Oh, that's my girl too. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. no, Danielle and I are really cool. Okay, cool. but but also I know it's because Danielle and I will be like the best of friends and enemies sometimes. So like yeah. (laughs) Okay, <laughs> and I love it. I love it because Danielle is the type of person that can meet my argument level, can meet my fun level as well. Like I really, I really appreciate her. She's got a high EQ and IQ. Yes, it's not just like yelling. It's like you can still like yeah. She goes. She doesn't just straight go from one to ten. She kind of exactly. has like levels, multitudes. Exactly. Um, it makes a good reality star. Exactly. Um, I was gonna ask. Um. Oh, wait, I wanted, um, I was going to go into BravoCon, but I wanted to kind of go to the bonus episode so we could talk a bit about that because I know that you had some, I wanted to ask you about some stuff from backstage, but let's talk a little bit about it. So we said that the experience was great overall, right? Yeah. Um, are you watching all the Housewives shows? I watch most of them. I don't, I don't know if I've, I'm not caught up in all of them, but I'm caught up in most of them. What What's your favorite right now? Ooh. Overall, because Potomac just started, so I don't know if I can... 
Mm-hmm. What will be my favorite? I don't know if they have the juice, but we're going to talk about that on the bonus. Yeah, I mean, the first, uh, yeah, we can talk <laughs> about that. Um, I would say my favorite right now is probably Salt Lake City, which, okay. which, yeah. which I did not expect to say, honestly. <laughs> Um, but I, yeah, I didn't expect to say Salt Lake City. I think Salt Lake City has actually surprised me with how good it is. And like, they, they have clocked in and I have so many thoughts around like Monica because I really, oh, yeah. really rock with Monica heavy. <laughs> and so like, perfect. So I'll say, yeah. I rock with a really like, I mean, I've been online. Okay. So this is, I tweeted, you probably saw this. I feel like we talked about this, but I wrote Monica. I think she's a great housewife. And also, sometimes the brokest housewives are the best ones. Sheree was broke her first season. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Karen was broke. I mean, not necessarily. She wasn't broke, broke. But she had one of those. Karen Huger, when the first season, I remember the first episode in her living room, she had one of those, you have to push the glass to open it, stereo system things. Oh, yeah. You know, know, you're like, uncle and aunt had it. And they were like, Uh that's financially stable in the the 90s. And you push it. She had that. She had white linoleum countertops and stuff like that. Like, sometimes... Broke housewives or like make it interesting because they kind of add a conversation on the show. Cause right now she's activating Lisa in a way that Lisa's never been activated by the other ever quote unquote rich girls because she kind of like brings her back down to earth. She's like, you're out of touch. And I think it really bothers Lisa because she doesn't know how to fight this kind of battle. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. I think it adds a really kind of nice like layer to the show. But at BravoCon, I guess Jeff Lewis said that he didn't understand why Monica was on the show. He said these shows are about rich people porn. And I just say he's missed the, you know, listen, people watch these shows for different reasons, but I think yeah. he's just, he's just wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think you need I, to have. I also, yeah, I mean, but I, you know what? It's also mm-hmm. interesting, right? Because I also think like when when someone is talking about being rich, I also think it's relative, right? Like we know yeah. what rich is for right? yeah. being on with real, but it's like there there are some versions of what people think is rich. Like what what exactly is rich in Salt Lake City? Well, right? Beverly exactly? Hills rich is different yeah. than Salt Lake City rich is exactly. very different than Atlanta rich, <laughs> right. you know? Exactly. Like I'm not expecting those those two places that have the same income, right, or the same investments, etc. Yeah. So Giselle's um, driving around Potomac in a Gucci monogrammed Mini Cooper. Right. Wearing bedazzled um, tiara trucker hats. And you know what I mean? It's just like, it's right. a different. <laughs> it's just different. And so, yeah, no, I agree. I think what actually is making is would make most housewives of success is if you don't have that same type of person, right? Like, yeah, it's just like, yeah, you have different personalities, even with wealth or excuse me, relative wealth. But I think, I think that is what makes Monica great is that she is so different and baby, she can read with the best of them. Yeah, so, don't don't I, sleep on Monica. Yeah, so like got a I, fire inside I, of her. I really appreciate her right now, especially. She's the closest that we have to like the original Bethany. Like she's a yeah. window into kind of like a window for the viewer to look inside this world, but also feel kind of relatable. Exactly. And you feel for her. Um, she's not perfect by any means, but that's what makes her a good housewife. Exactly. Agreed. So I really like. I, yeah. So I do like Salt Lake City a lot, and I just wasn't expecting. I will say, obvious, like last season of Miami was, I think, oh, oh. Chef's Kiss. Yes. Um, yeah. Like so, yeah. There, there are a few that I'm still like keeping up on and watching consistently. Um, one more thing, and then we'll go over to the bonus episode because I want to talk to you about who who was the nicest person that you met at Bravo, who BravoCon, who was maybe not the nicest. All of those questions, I want to know mm-hmm. everything. Um, but before we go over there i wanted to just say um on the salt lake city note angie k i have been fighting behind this girl 
for months. Mm-hmm. I love Angie K. Shout out Angie K. She's been on the podcast before. If you guys haven't heard right. it, go listen to that episode. Um, Angie K is one of the nicest housewives I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And she's so sweet. And I was just waiting for the audience to kind of get to see this side of her that they got to see last night where yeah. she had to sit down with Monica. Um, are there any housewives that you feel like you will die behind? Like you, like they can't, like you will mm-hmm. defend them till. Yeah. And, and is this pre, is this pre me meeting and knowing some of them? Um, Yeah, maybe pre, pre, I guess. Let me tell you. So one housewife who I, who I have always defended mm-hmm. like tooth and nail has been Wendy from Potomac. Oh, okay. That's um, an interesting one. Okay. Yeah. But I, I think could see there's some overlap because DC and, and yeah, just her, yeah, yeah. I think, but I also think Wendy was always misunderstood. Like I, like I, the, the reality is this, right? I mean, I remember this one episode in particular, Karen did check Wendy. And I yeah. yeah. She, checked, she checked her. <laughs> But but I understood why Wendy was also bringing up like degrees because like the the truth of the matter is like it's not it's just it's other than certain shows right like a married to medicine it is not a common thing yeah and I think and I and and I I hate that people use it against her in that way or used it especially because now she's capitalizing it off of it now people call her dr wendy yeah yeah um, you know but i think like you know so many times people use it against her and i'm just like but y'all we are pretending as though like it's that it's a common thing on the network and it's just not it's, it's just not yeah um, yeah and and i and i always appreciated her being able to talk about it in that way especially when you look at stats about black women with doctorates yeah um, so that was just one thing like that's that's one reason why i found myself defending her a lot um karen is someone who i've defended down consistently yes no can be made. that's my mother so y'all yeah, like, like don't her. you talk about my mama yeah i'm a hooger booger <laughs> i'm a hooger booger so her and ray uh, they raised me so i don't oh know what you're talking about exactly <laughs> immediately like leave her alone <laughs> um yeah. it's funny so like even atlanta i have some like you know mixed feelings i will say um yeah. i always found myself in many ways defending um i mean i'll still throw portia in the hat in the mix mm-hmm. um you know i found myself defending her quite a bit I always saw myself frankly defending um kenya in many ways mm, um, you're in the like, trenches yeah well you know what listen i i said this i said this on my first watch what happens live interview i you know one of the top three things they asked me was like what are your unpopular opinions like uh-huh. or, you know and i my top three were I'm, it's gonna be spicy again my top three was i actually uh number three did not think kim fields was a bad housewife <laughs> I'm like, I, I genuinely did not like <laughs> or spicy I, yeah i was like i think she i think she's different for housewives i think she wasn't as messy but i'm just like she would have can't be messy <laughs> like that's she would have lived perfectly in potomac and in a certain Agreed. place in time and like Agreed. a season one potomac or season two yeah. maybe more like she would have kind of been a, a sharice kind of you know? Agree. I think it was just an. I think at that time with Atlanta, it was a very. It was a when Atlanta was at its core. So it right? didn't make sense because they were trying to put her in with a group of women who were all of a sudden single. Like I think that was just Phaedra had just broken up. Yep. 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 And she was on her single shit. She was wearing fishnet, um, maxi dresses, and they were going to Miami and Porsche yep. single. You know what I mean? So. But I can't like, lie. Weird. I was always like, y'all not about to talk about 
someone <laughs> like Kim Fields whose resume is bigger than everybody's on the show. Like, Dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, just no, not yeah. about to allow it. But my, number, <laughs> but my number two answer was that I think Kenya Moore is misunderstood and she's not a villain. And I admit, I had my moments where I was like, what is happening with her on this show? It was just so frustrating. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But, but the more I started to really, like, listen to her and watch, I'm like, this is... I, hmm. I'm like, I started to feel like for her. I can't lie. Yeah. Um, I don't know when it happened, why it happened, but it really started to happen. I don't know what it is, though. I will just like, I don't think that she's a villain, but I don't think she's terribly charismatic or likable. That's just me. Yeah. No, you know, I don't, it's hard though. for me to like relate to her. So, yeah. And I hear that. I hear that on the show. I think it is very interesting. Doesn't mean I don't like her. No, no, no. I, just, I agree. I think on the yeah. show, she definitely can be not unrelatable. Yeah. You know, there are some moments where you're like, wow, you're delusional. And I don't know where you, how you got to that. <laughs> well, we're going to go over to the bonus episode real quick so we can talk all about BravoCon. And I, you know what? That made me think of something. And we're going to answer it over there on the bonus. I want to I want to ask you who the most unlikable person from your cast is. Get ready for that. Um, <laughs> Preston, <laughs> tell the people where to follow you on social media. And do you have any projects coming up or anything that people should be aware of? By the way, do you know when the show premieres? Because we don't even get a we didn't get a date, did we? Yeah, we didn't get one either. I wish we okay. did. I okay. wish we probably did. the top of the year. I bet it's top yeah. of the year. I, you know, I hope so because these moments are like, oh my god, just come out now. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but um, you know, but I'm gonna need it. Then during the dead of winter, I'm gonna need you guys. So listen to prepare for the summer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah so folks can follow me on Instagram at Preston uh, at Preston dot Mitchum. They can follow me on Twitter or X as some call it uh, at Preston Mitchum. <laughs> Uh, or www.prestonmitchum.com. X while it lasts. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I am excited. So people may not know, but I, a couple of weeks ago, launched my a merchandise collection. Yeah, um, I saw that um in your email. Yeah, so it's called the Preston Mitchum Collection. It was in partnership and collaboration with Diversity Merge, which uh, it's a merchandiser for many um, minority-owned businesses and companies, especially ones that are starting out. Um, so a lot of it is really focused on my consulting company and quotes that people have told me that they've loved the first season Love <laughs> um, of Martha's Vineyard. And it's been going really well. I, I am grateful to say that the shipping process has been seamless. That was the one thing that I talked about. I was like, please don't let people write embarrassing blogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, so things yeah. so things have been going really Ooh. well i love that okay um you guys got all that um you guys know where to follow me on social because that's otherwise you wouldn't be here um go to patreon.com slash the b list to subscribe to the bonus episodes guys there's this and many others um and we're gonna go over there and talk about all this stuff so meet us over there thank you preston thank you Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.